Today on the show, singer-songwriter Alice Calvary and I talk health transformations, trying to pass off other people's songs as our own, and so much more on episode 62 of Who Writes This Stuff? Making time. Hey everybody, it's Nick Flora uh, coming to you live on tape from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. This is Who Writes This Stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is a really great episode, really fun episode that I'm not going to talk too long about because I want to get into it and introduce you to Alice Calvary, who is lovely and uh, delightful and a fantastic artist. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with her, then you're about to be. And I'm really excited for you because she's wonderful. And uh, it's a new year, you know, and I'm a little behind because it's halfway through January, but it is a new year. And uh, I've sort of taken these, I'll talk about it in this episode and uh, subsequent ones because I'm doing a lot of podcasts trying to crank these out as, as much as possible um, in 2015. But uh, I'm taking a little bit of a break from uh, basically a lot of what an indie artist has to do, which is self-promotion and uh, and self-management and all that self-booking, all that stuff. Um, you know, trying to figure out, uh, trying to tap in, I guess, to who I am as an artist again. You know, it sounds so self-important, but come on who am I kidding you know what podcast you're listening to so I'm I'm sort of taking time off to write uh for a few projects that I'd like to do this year and just create as much as possible um and just and then take in as much as possible so I, I'm, I'm trying to I talk about it in this episode like I said but I'm trying to like breathe in people and and uh art and you know all sorts of I'm reading a lot of books I'm, I'm listening to a lot of music I'm just kind of taking it in trying to kind of recapture you know when I first started doing this in a lot of ways, but I, I, and I also, I thought about taking the podcast out of the equation as well and kind of putting that on hold, but, um, I love doing this and, uh, being around people and talking to people and sharing those conversations with you is a passion of mine. So I was like, no, I'm going to keep that, keep this going. So, um, I'm off social media. I'm off all that stuff for a while and it feels really good. You know, it feels good to sort of, uh, kick back and actually live a life instead of trying to always cultivate comments and, on commentary, I guess, on, on the things that I'm doing and promoting something. Cause that can com- completely become all that you do if you just keep doing it too much. And, uh, it's an interesting age we live in where, uh, just curating your own life and trying highlighting certain points of it to, to put out into the world for your friends and a lot of strangers is sort of the norm. That's such a weird construct, uh, for my mind to wrap its itself around. Um, but I'm very excited about the things that could come out of uh, potentially uh, this sort of time of reflection and, and writing. So, uh, and I'm happy to share that with you as well. Um, but before uh, we get too far into this episode, I do have to share with you what I learned this week. What I learned this week. What you learned. What I learned this week is uh, that there is an opera house on the United States-Canada border uh, where the stage is in one country and, the, and half of the audience is in the other. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. I love stuff like that. I'm the weirdo who's like, let's go stand one foot in one state and one in the other. So that's very interesting to me. So you can actually go to an opera and watch it from another country. Uh, and that's what I learned this week. What I learned this week. What you learned. Uh, I put out on Twitter earlier uh, asking you guys what you learned this week. And I only had one response, but uh, it was by Rachel Helmick, uh, who said that she learned this week that her life at 35 looks different than I thought it would. But I'm so grateful for it and still lots to look forward to. That's a very, uh, that's a great new year sort of positive outlook. I think a lot of us can relate to that sort of being like thinking what our life is going to be like 
uh, at a certain point, a certain age. I know I can always think, I always thought well, by the time I hit 30, I would be an adult and 30 year olds have everything figured out. Well, hmm. not the case. And maybe you never have it figured out, but that's okay. Um, so thank you, Rachel, for sharing. If you would like to share uh, what you learned this week, you can always tweet at who writes pod or write on the Facebook page uh, and do so. Um, so keep those responses coming, please. Uh, so Alice Calvary's on the show, and uh, if you're not familiar with her, then please go and uh, check out her music. She has two great EPs on iTunes right now, and uh, or you can go uh, to her Facebook page and stream some stuff. Uh, we met years ago playing a show together at her college when she was in college, and uh, so much has happened in both our lives since. We never really hung out again after that, but we kept in touch and uh, I heard she was coming through town and I was like, you have to come over and do the podcast. And she's delightful. I knew it from the minute we met. There's just some people you meet and you're like, oh, we have the same like sense of humor and sensibility and all that stuff. And, and she's wonderful. And uh, her and her husband, both uh, great artists in their own right. And uh, I'm very excited. Oh, she's also the first guest I've ever had on who is uh, pregnant. I mean, other others might have been pregnant and I just didn't know. But she's the first openly pregnant person I've ever talked to. So uh, we were definitely... Uh, podcasting for three or she was podcasting for two I was podcasting for one but uh, regardless it was uh, it was still an interesting conversation uh, without with or without the baby pregnant but I've never podcasted a fetus before and so that's <laughs> that's a sentence I did not know I was going to say today okay without uh, any further ado before I dig myself any deeper in this conversation uh, here's episode 62 and my conversation with Alice Calvary <laughs> before but we literally i have i'll, I'll intro it later right. and we'll just talk now mm-hmm. so wait so you're in town because you're you go see a business coach is this mm-hmm. something that you want the world to know about <laughs> i don't mind okay <laughs> i guess i'm an open book there you go. and i can always just hope that no one will listen to this episode they'll be like eh. well, i don't i don't know that name skip <laughs> no no thankfully like with this podcast i've found people will say like everybody that they i've had on has been like good cool. i've tried to make everybody be like you know, legitimate because yeah. in this town you could throw a rock and talk to anybody who's in music. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people listen to all of them because they might find their their new favorite artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here you sit in front of me, everybody's new favorite artist. Yay! Uh, Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. So, w- what kind of things do you learn? I'm so fascinated by this. What okay. kind of things do you learn from from like a like a business coach? Are you learning like how to do? Like indie business. music stuff? No, well, business. <laughs> no. Well, um, okay. Let's just start it this way. Okay. Um. Everything that we do starts with a thought and it's kind of like how to train your yourself dragon. how to think yeah, how to tame your dragon and how to train it. But um yeah, it's all about <laughs> um digital no um <laughs> it's all about how to think through pressure and that's kind of okay. like what any business, you know, like any entrepreneur that's needs true. to think through pressure. And so um, I started going to these about two and a half years ago for my music. And oh, really? It's, okay. It's really affected like every area of my life. <laughs> has and it really? So, yeah. Yeah, it really How has. How so? Um, 
I think when you, and you can attest to this, mm. like, cause I've just seen a lot of transformation in your life oh, uh, awesome. through the Thank social you. media. It's true. Oh yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Yes. But like when you start changing, people have to adjust to that. And, um, so it is, it's uncomfortable. And, um, my husband and I, you know, like, I'm like, I'm really thinking through how to kind of convert the way that I am. And, you know, just having to adjust in our relationship on how to like, you know, grow <laughs> and yeah. be different people. And, I know. and so, yeah, that's, that's one small, you know, but very awesome area that it's affected other than my, yeah. my business. A lot of what we do, uh, you know, it's constantly dealing with people. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that anything you learn in the business of being an artist should uh-huh. also make you sort of better at being a, a person, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that sounds really totally. weird to say, but I mean, essentially yeah. what we're trying to do is as artists is tap to the deepest core of us as people and then convert that into something worth listening to maybe mm-hmm. or a story to tell or whatever. And so I guess Absolutely. learning to do business stuff, it's so not sexy at all, but, but it's, still, <laughs> but it's very like important because if you can finely tune that tool, you know, you can sort of, you know, not that I don't know yeah. if anybody ever gets used to like, how do book a show or now I, <laughs> now I have to promote yeah. a thing or, yeah. but it's just a, it's just a part uh-huh. of it. You yeah. Know? Well, and I think too, like, um, there's, there's aspects of every job that you're not going to like, but if you can go into it with a lot of awesome energy and just have fun, like that was going to be the case either. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it does affect everything and it makes you way more productive and you know, people like to be around you and stuff. So let's hope speak (laughs) for yourself. If you like to be around you, that's the most important thing. Mm, I'm okay with me. (laughs) I'm getting better with me. Actually becoming more and more of a big fan of myself. Good. I think it's just just because I'm like, well, this is there are good ways and bad ways. This is a very new year conversation. Yeah, it is. But like they're, they're, they're very good and bad ways to, you know, there's either I, cause I'm sure, yeah, I have friends this way. Anyway, I I don't want to put anything on you, but I have friends that are like, and even I am sometimes this way where you're just like, well, that's just the way I am. Take me or leave me. And I'm like, no, you should change and not be you know, such a jerk to people. Or don't be, you know, you should factor in other people's feelings and right. experiences before yeah. you speak, mm-hmm. you know, blunt and rude things. I'm like, yeah, that's me. It's, you know, you get me and you get it. You know, I'm just like, this is the worst. But then there's also, you know, like, well, this is also, you, you know, then owning things. We're like, well, uh, these are some, this is something that's not going to change. I'm not going to change myself. Who I, if, if something is just a personality trait or something that it is i am the way i am Mm -hmm. and and to the core of my being Mm -hmm. you know like i'm not going to change just because somebody else it who i am might not suit them we're not all suited for each other to be friends with everybody Mm -hmm. like i don't like i I think a lot of times we're sort of taught that like no you Mm -hmm. sort of like especially early on like you like in school be friends with everybody but like really you just have to put up with them until you don't have to be around them right yeah be nice and Mm -hmm. love everybody and like a general (laughs) yeah 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 no i think it is it's kind of like walking a balance of being willing to um uh adjust your personality to the way that helps you you know, get along with your kindergarten class and yes. then, <laughs> but then also then being confident. Later, yeah. Get away from those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it made me think of That's that scene in Billy speeches. Madison when the guy like puts the lipstick on. Exactly. <laughs> and crosses them off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and then also having the confidence of <laughs> maybe not the, I am who I am, you know, get off my back. Right. But, um, having that confidence, that calm confidence that, you know, take me or leave me it's, i know it's okay <laughs> i've sort of i mean i'm just the beginning of coming out of the 
like everybody has to like me. Like I still have mm-hmm. a, definitely have moments where I'm like, why would why would that person unfollow me on Instagram? <laughs> like I wish they could I go interview them. I actually had an idea for for a documentary for a while. I have I have friends who are, or I did who they're out of school now, but they were in film school, and a couple of them wanted to do documentary films. So we would like all this all the time. There's like a long running text chain of like ideas for documentaries, and I so I think fun. social media is so fascinating mainly just because it's so new and we're all figuring it out. And a lot of times it plays out on the news and stuff. It's just interesting. But I think, it, I think it'd be really funny to have a guy like a comedian or somebody go around and, and interview everybody who like unfollow them on Twitter or, or Instagram. <laughs> and and I just think that'd be great. like a Larry David type of thing where you're just like, who cares? Like, you know, <laughs> but it, it, I think that's really but also it cuts to the core. Everybody would watch that because everybody's had that feeling of like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not friends on Facebook anymore. What, mm-hmm. what, ha- what did I do? What did, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I think that's a brilliant idea. Thank and I you. Totally. I'm gonna mail this. I'm gonna mail this podcast to myself. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I just. I don't even know what it is. I was gonna repeat myself. But do you? You were talking about like. <laughs> What were you saying about me growing in social media? Talk more about that. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm half kidding, half hoping you'll no, talk. No, no, that's great. Um, okay, well, first of all, you've had like a health transformation, dude. I dude, I have. <laughs> and that's been awesome to see. And I think, too, just uh, you seem really happy. Yeah. And I really, like, not that you weren't before, but you just seem like you're really I will say when we met. about life. When we met, which was like seven years ago. Um, yeah, something like that. It was seven years ago. It was like 2008 or something. I don't think I've seen you since seven years ago. I haven't. I mean, other than on the internet, I follow your, your, (laughs) your, your life. Isn't it weird that we can do that? Um, there's probably a least less creepy way to say that, but, um, (laughs) no, but, and you're just, you're one of those people because we met, we played at the same, you went to union university Mm -hmm. in Jackson, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and I played a show there and it was this really weird, but (laughs) like kind of amazing um like black box theater i guess it was where they put on plays and stuff uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. and what was the name of the, the the group that put on the show the society for critical imagination like one of my favorite <laughs> things ever it was it was almost like for people who know gilmore girls i don't know if you know Gilmore. Uh-huh. Girls. yeah it's sort of like uh the the group that logan and the the final the final seasons whatever he's in that group i can't oh. remember the name of it now <laughs> i'm but, only in the second season okay well, they, well well she sorry well she dates a guy in college <laughs> Uh, who has sort of a similar thing when you get to it. Like, let me know what you think. Because it, it's very similar. It's sort uh, of like celebrates chaos and wonderment and uh-huh, like uh-huh. all these things. And it was the most, like, what, the memories that I have of it, because it was very, I was eating a lot of Sonic back then. <laughs> Blocks a lot of my memory. It does affect, it, it really does. Um, but like, I, I just remember playing in this sort of, it's one of those theaters where the the stage is like the ground floor and then the seating goes up from there. Uh-huh. I guess. Stadium seating, right? Yeah, is I guess that's what you. Yeah, thank you. That's what that's, that's what, what you would call it. Yeah. Is that new? I don't know if that's been around long. Uh-uh, okay, no. no okay. We, okay. We invented it. I've never. Oh, I've been playing living rooms for the past two years. I don't know what a stage is anymore. But uh, no, but I I remember you. They're like, because our mutual friend Allison booked the show or had something uh-huh. to do with it or yeah. something. But she, I remember her asking if it was okay to put you on or you, you were on the show or something. And then me, I, I just remember immediately being drawn to you as like a performer and a person being like, Oh, this person's like really fun oh, thanks, and man. cool. And, uh, and then we inadvertently ended up doing a duet of a Patty Griffin song. Yep. Because you are cool and you hang out for sound check and you heard me practicing my songs and it's you were true. singing harmony so loud. That I lo- I well, it also I helps that no. I, I love that song. A lot. <laughs> long way home. Yeah. Is that no long 
Drive. Drive home. Yeah. Long way home is a song that I have written. Is it called long long? Is it called long black limousine? No. That's no, that's the first, the first line. <laughs> On the long drive. Home. Yeah, yep, yeah, I think so. That one. We should do it right now. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Two guitars. Here. You ever have those moments where you're just like, you? Because constantly, as artists, especially indie artists that are fighting for a, some sort of spotlight or some sort of like, mm. no, listen to my stuff. Like we tell ourselves all the time that maybe we're not worth it. That's why we haven't been heard. Maybe mm. we're not, maybe we're no good. Oh, kick the dirt. <laughs> but then sometimes you're like, oh no, I'm actually like good at this. Or like, uh, oh, I could pull this off. <laughs> Do you remember moments like that where you're like, yeah, you yeah. know, you feel good about yeah, yourself little moments and the work you put in? Like, you uh, talked about that on one of your Instagrams. <laughs> it's like, Did I'm really? so done with not feeling good about my yeah. self. <laughs> Well, that, that's that a was a really part. good that was a good it's a summary. huge part of like the that was a really good summary it's <laughs> yeah. so good I'm I'm, and it was a picture of like like rubber chicken hanging out of a i don't know it's some dumb, it I, don't, I don't know instagram i'm just like mm, this will work um no but that's a huge part of like the transformation that uh i feel like in a lot of ways to transform your mind you sort of have to figure out how to transform your body too mm-hmm. it's all about controlling what you can control and I, and I knew that I hated feeling gross. And when I met you, I was like, at this point, I remember just being, I just, I was not happy. I didn't like myself. I was just like self-medicating with food, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was just awful. Oh, and I remember like being like, I have to move easy to do, man. my body <laughs> and not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like and be, through that, I just talked about this on, on a podcast with the, with Liz Longley, who was just on, okay. but like it, it literally like changed the me like doing a thing that I didn't think I could do and seeing a change in my body changed the way my brain mm-hmm. thought about myself. Yeah, it's huge. You know? It's very impactful to accomplish goals. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's almost like, you know, and it makes sense because there's a lot of talk about, you know, New Year's and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But um, I think there is something very valid about, you know, about all these things. Even like m- the idea of making the goal, uh-huh. you know. I get yeah. excited about making like a, a to-do list totally yeah yeah no that's good <laughs> you just have to tell yourself that making the to-do list was not on the to-do so, list so keep doing the stuff because right, i'll right, be like yeah. good for me i'm gonna go watch <laughs> right, nine hours yeah, of netflix yeah. yeah exactly you have intention and then you have action and those they they partner so well together i know what <laughs> so, do you feel like you you need to work on as far as like this this kind of like as far as like the business mm-hmm. if you will go yeah because clearly you are right. a terrific songwriter Thanks. I love your stuff. I I got your EP and it's fantastic. It's so really? good. Cool. Uh, so, Thanks. but but did I'm you sure get that, it on iTunes. I sure did. <laughs> it's on iTunes I now. Wasn't sure. It's available. <laughs> it uh, but I, I wonder if there's like things like clearly you know going to see like a, a business guru. Well, that's what we're calling. <laughs> yeah. uh, are there things totally. that like you? You're Bells like man, I really satin pants and everything. It's amazing. <laughs> He's on the top, top yeah. of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's quite a trek after this. I'm walking from your house to the Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is a mistake. I'll tell you right now. Don't yeah. do that. It's too cold. It's way too cold. Okay. But are there, are there, is there something that you feel like you, you need to work on or be better Yeah, about? Yeah. Well, definitely goals for this year have been a little bit um, altered just because we have a kid coming. and There is a kid coming. Yeah. And um, it's funny. I actually, like, um, I got real pumped and... November and I was like I'm gonna start booking shows like I'm gonna be the the most productive <laughs> I'm gonna book shows and so Look I'm like world. Yeah, yeah you better watch out the redheaded fury is <laughs> on the way and I started like emailing all these people and by the way 
real Alice Harden Calvary, whatever my name is, um, (laughs) (laughs) does not like to book shows. Uh, It's it's one of the worst things ever. And so anyway, I'm emailing people that don't know me and telling them how awesome I am. And then I realize that the time that I was telling them I was available, I would be eight months pregnant. And um, so I had to a little well they didn't email me back so it's cool thank, thank goodness yeah gosh that would have been a terrible thing <laughs> but um the the part of my life right now that i'm working on i uh, i own a virtual franchise with juice plus and i have been i'm a health coach and an independent okay. health coach and um i I'm so thankful for that because my husband's going through grad school right now to get his master's in photography. Mm. Photography. Photography. Yeah, it's a new kind of photography. You, you probably never heard of it because <laughs> like, we, we didn't make it up right now or anything. But yeah, just don't worry about it. I'm on guard. And um, <laughs> so I um, I'm getting to like support him through that right now, and then we're gonna have a baby. Figure that stuff out, and I'm just gonna be writing until then. And so. I think really like what I'm having to remind myself. Sometimes I have to remind myself that just writing for writing's sake is going to be great for yes. everybody. <laughs> I don't necessarily have to have um, everything put together or like a full length al- album on the horizon. Are you, just are you that way normally? Oh, you yeah. have to have a goal to write? Uh, it helps me. It helps too. me to have a deadline very much. <sighs> yeah. The last song on my EP, I wrote it like the week before we went there, and it Isn't was awesome. Funny? Yeah, I was like, it's my favorite one on this. I honestly oh. think create like as much as we're sort of like, oh, the creative spirit will find you and it finds you. I feel, I feel uh-huh. like if you like take it and whip it into shape, mm-hmm. as far as like, listen, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a week before I record, <laughs> and I really like another killer yeah. song. Sometimes it listens and it delivers. Yeah, yeah. I have at least two songs on my last album that happened while we were in the studio oh man because just being in, so that, being in that environment yeah. i went home and like wrote yeah. and i was like i don't know if this is anything and then bef- i was like remember being trepidatious at the beginning of the day and by uh-huh. the end of the day we had tracked it you know it's uh-huh. just like whoa what ha- what just happened uh-huh. and then you know i had to relearn it when i played it live because i'm like mm-hmm. oh i did it once and it was so new yeah. there wasn't a lot of time to work it out yeah. but anyway that's beside the point i think it really is we have this sort of idea that you know creativity needs to be be free and not have mm, any like ramifications totally. but yeah setting up a deadline is awesome it so really does help. yeah i think um once we kind of get the hang of I, I i feel like i need to set so i'm glad you're asking mr flora um, absolutely <laughs> I need to, <laughs> i'm having the baby in march so i think that it would be good for me to have the goal of um you know being back in the studio by you know july or something like yeah. that and and having that clear picture of you know how awesome that's going to be and and having songs to show in july <laughs> would yeah. be really great for me and so there you go that's my goal boom we just so, did it here just put time it, stamp <laughs> yeah copyright alice calvary <laughs> mailing this episode to myself we're gonna too. mail it. we're mailing a lot of podcasts <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of work to put this on a cd put mm-hmm. it into it like ugh, i'm already exhausted yeah. from thinking about it i know i mean how do you you can burn like a a hundred minute thing this is this won't be that long um <laughs> no it, it that is interesting to me that like i i think about well not just like making deadlines but like um i've ta- i've talked about this on the last podcast but we i've taken like january and february off and the idea is to record in sometime in march i haven't set that deadline yet but hopefully i will and i think <clears throat> but like, i took this time off to just like like breathe in 
art people, whatever. Breathe do in the art podcast people. a lot. Art people, <laughs> breathe them in. I'm gonna smoke them in the in a cook in a smoker. Breathe in. Cool. Um, and but no, and then breathe out like music too. Like not worry about like the because if you haven't learned already, and you will soon that like doing the small business side of music will take over your life. That could be your job because it uh-huh. is people's job. Like uh-huh. there are people who just mm-hmm. are do PR and mm-hmm. just you know manage and just book. And we have to kind of do it all. And mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's exhausting, but it's also like you learn a lot from it. Yeah. But it, but I learned like that 98% of my life is promoting stuff and I'm not creating any, it's like the factory shut down, you know, but the uh-huh. pre-R department didn't get the, the memo. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I have to keep making stuff. So oh, man. I, I'm just trying to write right now and, but I don't have a, that hard deadline yet. So I'm not mm-hmm. right. I haven't written anything. Yeah. Um, but I have like a bunch of like good starts you okay? i just like burped a little it's okay you're pregnant you're allowed <laughs> yeah it's fine it's just a baby you're burping for two <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> no just one the baby oh yes not sorry me. no I'm a lady absolutely ladies so. don't burp so it's probably a boy wait do you know what it is it's a girl it is <laughs> very close though oh. we were really close well i had i had a 50 50 shot yeah. <laughs> oh missouri That's, yeah, well, I mean, I sort of did that same thing too, where I tried to be, try to be a band for a while, and then try to be my name plus a band name, uh-huh. and then you were Coin Laundry loon- loser. loser. That's right. <laughs> I'm really talking good today. <laughs> You're so good at talking. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you had two hours to practice on the way here. <laughs> Dang it. I know. So yeah, I, I was Coin Laundry loser for a while, which a lot of people don't know. Thank goodness they've forgotten about that. Um, but uh, was that that what I was when I played at? I think that was your name. That was maybe the last show I played at that because cool. very quickly I went on tour with the band. It was like you should just be. They had an intervention in the van, an intervention, if you will. <laughs> Um, anyway, we'll be right back. Did you just make that up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes I'm, I have bad puns in my head. Um, but I, th- it was one of those moments where they were like, why don't you just go by your name? Because I hated my name for a long time and then it just sort of. Oh, it's a great name. And honestly, this is so funny. It helped that, uh, it helped that venues just started putting, because I would contact people as Nick Flora. They would just ignore the fact that I was calling myself a band name and just put my name on the bill anyway. Yeah. And so I was just like, I'm laid back. I'll just go with this. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, there's no point. But Man, isn't that fascinating that you didn't like your name? It's a great name. It's I know. very different. I don't know what that is. It, now I'm totally fine with it and I'm proud of it. But mm-hmm. I think it's just the whole early 20s trying to figure everything out. You're, yeah. you, you question everything about yourself. You're so yeah. insecure. But at the same time, like you, 
the way most people act anyway, I was not this way, but like you sort of act out a lot, a lot of partying, a lot of just like, I don't know who I am, so I'm going to cover it up by loud noises, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Skrillex. Sonic. Sonic. Skrillex and Sonic. <laughs> Sonic's was, Sonic was my Skrillex. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Just, uh, Did you have the haircut and everything? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and roller skates. I don't know. I don't know. I was a very atypical teenager, early 20s. But there was still like that whole, you just don't know who you are. And then the older you get, you sort of like, I'm fine with all this. Even mm-hmm. like, I love, I always wonder that about bands, especially like bands who are like pop punk bands in high school mm-hmm. and they got big, mm-hmm. like Blink-182 or like a Reliant K or something. Uh-huh. And now they like they got big on something they loved when they were seventeen, and now they have to do it forever. Rough. Like I mean, yeah, maybe a lot you of need money. To, you gotta, you know, Green Day it and come out with some less punky songs. I know, but he still has to like do that sort <laughs> of goth thing. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. think about like something you love when you music you love when you were seventeen, uh-huh. like the weird phase you were going through, <laughs> and now you have to do that because you made you became famous off of it, uh-huh. and you have to do it forever. Yeah. Like, that's. A, I mean, there had to be a lot of those bands. You don't but, have to though. You can always reinvent yourself. But you think Billy Joe, is his name Billy Joe? Billy, Billy Joe. Joe Armstrong. Uh-huh. Do you think he ever like just wanted to put out like a folk album or something? I think he has. Didn't has he, he do something with like Nora Jones or something like that? Oh, I bet it's terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I don't think, I don't see that guy's voice going into it. <laughs> Who knows though? Eddie Vedder is a good it. example. Though, it, put on a sample. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this is Billy Joe Armstrong <laughs> and Nora Jones with... <laughs> Dupin in the morning. I don't know. Dupin in the morning. <laughs> I dupin. I don't know how it sounds, sounds like. But like Bill, uh, uh, Eddie Vedder is a good example because he was like, you know, hard rock guy. And then yeah. now he's, he put out a ukulele album. Oh, it's so good. It is. It's so and good. the Into the Wild soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so good. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvelous. He's so good. Yeah. But didn't you um, reinvent yourself too? You have an album. I reintroduced myself. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Now you're interviewing so me. Course. You're very you're very good at <laughs> interviewing other people. Okay, what do you want to um, know? I'm an open book. <clears throat> All right. Here I am. No. I, I don't I don't like interviews, so this is like supposed to be an informal conversation. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're ruining it. <laughs> No, uh, I'm really good at that. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like this is all Arthur. over. Maybe, maybe this, maybe the ca- the caffeine wasn't a good idea. I feel like I'm all over the place. No, so uh, what sort of prompted this want or love for songwriting, music, all that stuff? Um, I think uh, initially, like as as a kid, it's just self expression. I've always <laughs> been that girl that was like. I feel so much. Like <laughs> I feel so things. I gotta put it I somewhere. Need to get it out. First song I wrote, you know the song. Mm. Wherever you go, whatever you do. Didn't write I that. I'll be waiting. <laughs> you, but you. Yeah, but that was my, the melody of the first song I ever wrote. Because. Yeah. I really and so that'll give you an idea of how freaking emotional I was. I didn't write this song, but it could have. <laughs> so here it is. You're so ballsy that you just yeah. use the melody anyway. Listen, everyone. This is uh, Imagine by John Lennon, but I put my own better words to it. <laughs> you're 12. You're just like, yeah. oh, goodness. My own better words. Have you ever done like, that? Ooh. Have you ever played a song, especially early on, like, that, or covered a song and played it for somebody and, and passed it off as your own? Oh, oh, I don't think I've ever tried to pass it off. I'm just thinking about like horrible youth group worship songs that are like uh, sweet. You'll have home, to be more specific. Sweet home up in heaven. <laughs> wait, yes. a, I just want to. Oh, wait. Uh, I sweet. feel like praising God. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this song. God came to me in a dream. <laughs> youth, co- 
youth group culture did a whole lot to make uh-huh. sure that we didn't listen to that type of music, but then looped it back around by yeah. making us like. Yeah. But I, I remember like it felt super rebellious. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing with Weird Al, which I've talked to about on here before. But like you've talked to him on here or about. Yeah, him? he was here earlier. Cool. No, I know. I talked. I've talked about this where like I hear the real version of a song he parodied later in uh-huh. life. And I didn't know that it was a parody of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. The same thing with like that type of stuff. I was like, I didn't know that it feel like making love was feel like praising <laughs> God. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh man. Well, no. And so to answer your question, no, I've never tried to tell people that I wrote a song that I didn't, but I have sung songs and just didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does that count? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Yeah, we're like, yeah, the song rules, and people are like, did you write that? And you're like, oh, wait, I got a phone call. I know. Oh, my what? gosh, I know. I definitely, like, I, somebody got on to me once because I would cover songs in a set, and I would open a song with a cover and not say mm-hmm. who it was. Because when you open it. BMI? Was that the one, just friend who called you? <laughs> yeah, my friend BMI and ASCAP called me. and uh, <laughs> They were like, you're screwed. Yeah. Sorry. Here's a $50,000 fee. Um, <laughs> don't ever cover Smash Mouth again without calling us first. <laughs> Smash Mouth. That was the Don't one. Don't ever cover Smash Mouth ever. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're listening. That was like, somebody once told me. No, the, <laughs> no, but I mean, definitely. And somebody was like, you should say that you that's a cover. Because people were saying how that was your best song. And they wanna, they or they're asking for it at the merch table. Oh, and I was gosh. like, I don't believe in my own music oh, well enough no. to like say, you know. Sad. Yeah. And it's a Smash Mouth song, so yeah, that was a good, that Enough was a bad that. example. <laughs> Usually, it would be like because I would listen to kind of more obscure bands that anybody uh-huh. in my small town knew about. Yeah, so I'd be like, I could totally pass this off as my own. Totally. Or when it, my first band, I would take like songs from those obscure bands and then make put my own words in. Uh-huh. And one of those bands was Weezer, which I didn't know was a massive band at the time. <laughs> but oh man, ugh. what were the first the, the, when you were first started playing? Okay, out and stuff. Covers? Did you or, play covers and stuff? Mm. Or did you just um, were you bold and were like, no, here, here I are really, my songs? Yeah, probably more. It, 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 probably more that just because I didn't know that covers are what make people like you sometimes. Kind of is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, okay. that's not why I do it at all. <laughs> totally not. So, no, I played a show once where I played Alanis Morissette's Head Over Feet. Yes. Oh, had cello on it, though. It might so. be my favorite song on that album. It's and a that's good, a killer record. It is a killer record. It's really good. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's. it's amazing that she was like 17 when she wrote it. Which And yeah. one of those songs, did you know, is about Dave Coulier? Yeah, everybody knows okay. that. Come on. Sorry. I had VH1 in the late 2000s. <laughs> I don't, and that's why I think it's new. I'm like, well, it's and have now, you heard of Weezer? You remember, you remember like, oh my ten, gosh. <laughs> like 10 years ago, there was like the I Love the 90s and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was no, one of those that. stories. Yeah, that like, sounds hmm. good. Yeah, apparently one of them is about Dave I'm Cleo. from Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> don't get out much. <laughs> you know, did you guys get the internet yet? <laughs> we uh, we it's don't coming. know what that is. You're so close to... Cool. I, I love Jackson, and I love playing... <laughs> I played at Union like three times, and I loved it because it was close enough to Nashville, but it was still... Like, everybody thought you were a big deal. Uh-huh. When you came and played, Jackson loves them some people that come <laughs> to him. <laughs> they love music. Well, it doesn't and... happen that often. Yeah, I have an amazing story about Jackson that um, hit me. I'll tell you. Well, I'm I'm sort of compiling a bunch of my experiences from the road to either to do some sort of something with it. I don't know what it cool. is yet. But uh, one of those is the one of the only shows that I like. There are two shows that I'm not uh, I'm not a, I'm not completely embarrassed by this, but I'm a little bit ashamed that I like walked into the venue. Take a look around and then immediately left without playing the show. And one of them really? was in Jackson. Really? And I wish I, I have to go back through my emails and look and look for 
I don't know if uh, Gmail keeps everything. So um, I could probably find it. But yeah, there was a place in Jackson where like I, I booked a show. It was like one of my first shows I ever booked on my own. On my, I think I was on my way to Nashville to play a show. I was like, Jackson, that's cool. I played this place. It was a rainy night. It was in, in a, a shopping center. And, uh-huh. it, and, and to my seasons coffee shop. No, it wasn't a coffee shop. It was like a it was like a punk rock bar slash record store. And I walked in and you, but to get to it, it was in a shopping center, but you, it was like almost. Did you have to, to go down a dark alleyway? Yes. The old Hickory Collective. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking uh-huh, about? Uh-huh. I went, it was maybe I'm 2005. I'm so you played there because they only had hardcore bands. Now you know why I didn't stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I walked in, well, they booked me and several times and I was playing as Coin Laundry Loser. So they probably thought, and I, and I, I didn't say acoustic anywhere in it. Uh-huh. I said that I was like a power pop troubadour or something i don't know but like and all my reference all my influences were like were like ben folds and like (laughs) matt Pryor from the get up kids and all this stuff so i and i I remember walking in meeting two of the dudes when i walked in like two of the dudes that worked there were just one of them was behind the soundboard and one of them was behind the counter they were both just smoking weed and (laughs) just looked at me and i was like you know gave them the head nod walked up with my guitar there kind of walked around the place still not talking to me just looking at me and then I grabbed my guitar, went back to the car and just like went and got Sonic probably <laughs> and left. But like, I, and I was just like, I have to get Popeyes out of here. Right by there, it was so. terrifying. Oh, it was man. terrifying. And I was yeah. just like, my first time on the road, I, yeah. I was like, this isn't going to go well. Oh yeah. That was rough, brother. Yeah, brother. Hey. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you've, you've totally bounced back though. Right. I, I, totally I didn't, back. I don't think that uh, affected my career as much as I <laughs> I really. If was anything, it made you stronger. You're yeah. like, yeah, and don't book at places called Old Hickory Collective. <laughs> no offense, guys. That's true. If you're listening, they're listening. <laughs> they don't know what. <laughs> anyway, uh, so w- when you so you play Alanis Morissette, uh-huh. you're, you're killing it in Kansas City. Uh, totally. That's where we are. Yeah, we are knocking people over with awesome. No, um, yeah, Alanis Morissette. I think I did. Oh, what else did I cover? Um. Oh, I can't remember. Well, who were a bunch of artists that you like? Probably like would Waterdeep keep on re- keep on repeat. Waterdeep. <laughs> those were, those like I don't listen to Waterdeep as much as I used to, but um, uh, they're gonna be on here next. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen. You're good. It's fine. <laughs> but you're gonna tell them, and I know it. I'm um, no, no. Um, who do I listen to now? Or who no, did like back I then, who were you? Who was um, it that you listened to that mm-hmm. would just like? made you want to play music oh well i mean i was always inspired by like uh i don't know if you know jamie smith or jennifer knapp obviously she was huge and then um the i i (laughs) this is funny i was thinking about this today something that like got me thinking um about songwriting was I would buy these compilation CDs uh, from WB shows like Felicity. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I, I would just listen to those over and over again because I was really fascinated. But there's like Chantel Kraviazuk. Yep. Um, oh. Well done on that pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And um, oh, I can't remember that. Paula word. Cole. Sean Maybe Colvin. Paula Cole. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been a big Sean Colvin fan. I probably but should be. But um, Did you hear about yeah. Sunny? She came home. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's my only shine. With a vengeance? Is yes. Right? Um, oh, man, she was so mad. <laughs> I only yes. want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Sunny anymore. But, but days um, go by, so. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Jesse James was a hero. He was a hero in my mind. 
everything i liked the the buffet style yeah yeah, yeah. of listening to music i remember that being a huge turning point especially like in the era of like that we grew up in i'm assuming Mm -hmm. we're we're close enough in age to like where you would go buy like i would buy a soundtrack of a movie or a show or something that i like because Mm -hmm. it had because i just because i like that show yeah because i remember buying the 10 things i hate about you soundtrack Uh uh-huh yeah and there were some great songs on it you know and uh and just listening to the crap out of it, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. it was essentially like some buying a mix CD, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and those mix early CDs, CDs like those early good. shows were like Dawson's Creek and, and Felicity and all those, those shows like were the beginnings of finding music through television shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in, um, it, it was pre, you know, what's, what was it called? Napster? Is mm-hmm. that the thing that yeah, was did? the first one <laughs> Yeah, that took over? But like, um, it was a great way to expose people to new stuff all the time. It's so and true. There were a lot of like, um, <coughs> I don't know how steeped in the Christian music world you were, but there were a steeped. lot of like, I'm I sure. I was heavy. Okay. Brooding. Then you might remember this and I know, I know a lot of <laughs> listeners will as well because we're sort of following around along those lines. <clears throat> but, uh, like they used to have like these dollar 99 samplers uh-huh. at like Christian music stores uh-huh. and stuff that you could buy, uh-huh. which was actually pretty brilliant. Now that I think about it, like labels would just be like, here are all the 10 bands we just signed. Uh-huh. And you know, they would throw like five on friends yeah, or Jennifer yeah, yeah. Knapp or somebody uh-huh. on Color. there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or like, I love, I, I have a few of those. My mom just gave me boxes of like these CDs that were in my attic uh-huh. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they were like seltzer or prop uh-huh. ska or uh-huh. like all these random. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is when I got into Switchfoot or this uh-huh. is when I got into Caveman's Call right. or when I got into whatever or because of those. And they're scratched to hell because I listen to them so much. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like a good mix CD. Yeah. It's it's always fun and adventure. You don't know what's next. I know. You can't remember. I'm I'm way I'm a bigger fan of making them than receiving them for some reason. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. Really? <laughs> I'm really like getting them and not making them. Well, we but should become really good friends because yeah. <laughs> I, I make them all the time. I'm just, I, I guess I used to be. I maybe. will not make you a mix CD. Okay. <laughs> I thank promise. You. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, I'm horrible at it. I've tried so hard. Really? Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's almost like putting together track listing for an album in a way, but you get to use <laughs> other people's songs. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I always, like, I always have these great songs I like, but then I'll like put it in the lineup and it just does not flow right. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just because I like a lot of really similar songs. Yeah. <laughs> Circles. I'm trying to figure out where we left off in the story. I love this. So you, you're playing shows in in Kansas City? Or what, what, are we talking about like coffee shop type stuff? Open yeah. mic stuff? Uh-huh. Are you, what what kind of gives well, you the gall to get on stage? Or were you that type of person within your friends? Like, oh, of course Alice would get up there. Um. Oh, you know Conrad Snyder, right? Does do you know Conrad Snyder? He lives here in Nashville. Brown Owl Studios. Uh, Study. He works with um. Oh, a lot of times he works with the Kopecky family. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And um, what's the guy Trent? 
trans- dabs dabs yeah. that one the dabs. so the dabs but he and i went to high school together okay and so conrad um who owns his own studio now and produces a lot of music here in nashville believe it or not in high school he was pretty driven too no <laughs> i know right he was like wait somebody that... who's successful now might have been driven in the past <laughs> i know it's so crazy he this. totally repeated repeated himself but he <laughs> um uh, where i was like the super emotional like i could get just eaten up with emotion and write a song he would kind of be like well what if we practiced it and what if you put some you know like some of my taylor guitar tunings upon it and uh <laughs> And we would go and he would like book shows. So he was kind of like, um, he was like the legs behind my uh, heart. That's (laughs) very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he like booked a show one time at the New Earth Cafe Mm -hmm. and we played like an open mic night or something. And it was, he had it recorded. He had the whole thing recorded. We're in high school. I think it's on like, uh, like, 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 it's on my (laughs) MacBook from uh, 2000 and one or something <laughs> the black kind that tom right. cruise had in mission impossible 2 oh my gosh <laughs> if you can remember Wait, mission impossible 2 yeah Wait, that was a fancy one yeah it was so um anyway we uh recorded that one and it was just like such a big deal but um yeah conrad's conrad was super practical and got things booked and then um i booked did, a couple more shows what were you about to did say? that rub off on you like being around somebody that driven or whatever do you do you are you an empath in that way where you take on people's uh, sort of ambitions or that's a big word you know no. what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'll spell it after you. i have a whiteboard right here <laughs> you know what i mean like like a lot of times yeah. if you're around somebody who's like either really driven or really excited uh-huh. or really whatever totally you, you take on sort of you. it yeah. totally motivates you but honestly no i am not <laughs> that way naturally and I, I it helps me to um partner with people that are more that way yeah. but that's again back to the business coaching that's why yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you have to learn how to be more tenacious and strong about things that you're not necessarily naturally strong at and so anyway um uh, and then Conrad actually um, encouraged me to come. He moved down to Nashville and he was going to Belmont and he encouraged me to come over and record an EP with him. And that's when um, I wrote the Four Leaves EP. Okay. And um, that was really, really great. And then after that, I think maybe got into a little bit of lockup yeah. <laughs> and freaked out. And I kind of went on hold for a little while. And I think. Um, when I started writing again a couple years later and like thinking about my future and what I wanted for my music and like, Oh my gosh, if I died and I'm not playing music, I'm going to be the saddest person ever. Like well, you wouldn't be here. Technically, so. We would <laughs> right, be so yeah. sad. Yeah. You yeah. guys would be the saddest. Think about us. Alice. Don't think about yourself. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Don't rob us. Okay. <laughs> Done. Um, that was easy. That was easy. Why isn't anybody intervention? Just call like me. You haven't had my number. That's why. <laughs> It's okay. I have it now. We'll make through it. Um, make through it. We'll make it through. Yeah, I make through it. Um, this is gonna be a great edit point. Be, Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I yeah. So that's that's when I would say I started writing again, and um, the what was the, business the coaching kind of what was the impetus there. of sort of figuring like realizing it or that dark point I guess where you're just like eh. Like, um did it just gradually fall off did anything like specifically happen okay. where you're just like bummed out about um i don't think that there's i don't i don't know maybe like graduating from college it was just uh there's a lot of decisions making and um my 
I didn't believe that I could pursue music and make any, anything worth. I don't know. I just was being too hard on myself. Like, yeah. um, as I'm sure a lot. I don't of know what that's like at all. Can relate to. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I was my own worst critic and not a very good friend to myself, and um, I was saying a lot of negative things that put me in lockup. And I um, have really amazing friends that spoke life over me and really encouraged me to continue on. And um, I think like the the point that I came to, kind of what I was saying before, I would die and be sad. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere, some in some place, I would be sad somewhere. Um, you want to die doing what you? What was it? What's the thing? She died as she lived. Did she die? She died doing what she lived. What anyway? Keep going. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. It was Thanks. going somewhere. But I, yeah, I just felt like if I uh, didn't write and play music, that I would be really, really sad if I looked back on my life yeah. and saw that that was at a Scrooge moment, right? I yeah. Mean, a Scrooge moment. I lost you, but I can't stop loving you. kind of flew by <laughs> so but i do a lightning round at the end if you're ready oh for this. i love lightning round okay here we go uh i need to add more to these because they really do go light by lightning fast do you have a surprising musical influence i'm not lightning right now no no you don't have to answer uh, lightning okay. they're just a bunch of questions uh, in a row. do i have a surprising musical influence something that people would be like oh i didn't know that she loved uh Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I really? Don't know. I love Peter Gabriel. Well, of course. <laughs> He's really cool. Do you find that Peter Gabriel uh, has any kind of influence over the way you write? <laughs> um, I guess how ballsy he is sometimes That's that really true. inspires me. Oh my but, gosh, no uh, doubt. Um, and I like, uh, yeah, he's just, the way he sings deep in his throat, it's like so nice. I don't know, he's just, yeah. And Smash Mouth. <laughs> that Smash Mouth, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a favorite number? Number mm -hmm. like as a nu numerical exactly okay, three and seven the <laughs> really yeah <laughs> oh what's the reason behind that I don't know I I just, I remember turning seven and thinking this is a great number to wow be. I like seven uh, it's always interesting to me when people describe meaning to numbers mm -hmm. I'm kind of I love I love numbers so it's sort of it's a weird question don't um, know why three though yeah why three, three? whatever it's a magical number <laughs> it is it it's the magic number <laughs> yeah oh yes it is it's the magic number uh. Celebrity child 
childhood celebrity crush? Leonardo DiCaprio. Was he the first one or the main one or the big one? Or he was a big time Romeo and Juliet, but I was Whoa. 12. Leo, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> not Leo Titanic. Very interesting. Oh, no, yeah. When I saw him in that, it was rough. <laughs> he had my heart. <laughs> Devin Sawa, too. Like, the, I don't even know how I. Uh, Somebody else had Devin Sawa on here. Uh huh. And he's what's not dead, right? Him? Brad Renfro is <laughs> alive. Brad Renfro oh, has passed away. Yeah, but um, yeah. What was it? What What did you see Devin Sawa in that you loved I him? Think it was Casper. Oh yeah, he was in that movie for like five seconds, he was. and I saw him, and I was like, whoa. That's yeah. We did a oh oh Macaulay Culkin was actually my very first. I just remember that Home Alone. Got to yeah. be yeah, it's got to be weird. Why you did I what? like Kevin? Re- re- he was so rebellious. <laughs> he was kind of a little jerk, too. <laughs> I'd say that Uncle What's-His-Face had it figured out yeah, when he called he him did. a little, look what you did, you he little did. jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh-huh. What do you associate with the name Keith? Urban. <laughs> I just watched Nicole right. Kidman on Jim- Jimmy Fallon yesterday. Oh, I did, too. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah. That makes sense. The, uh-huh. That was the last answer I got with that, too. I don't know. I'm obsessed with the name Keith right now. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that we. I love that that's a, not a name that we name babies anymore. There aren't a mean? baby What's Keith. What's the name meaning of Keith? I don't know, but it's a funny name to me. I would be interested to know. Kenny used name. to be my name, and now Keith is. <laughs> Kenny's a funny name. Keith. And now, it's just like a kid down the street. Like, uh, Keith. But it's very time specific. You know, it's very like 80s, 90s, yeah. Keith. Yeah. Yeah. When did we stop naming them that? Do you have a, what is your first memory of the internet? Oh, gosh. AOL, instant messenger chat rooms. <laughs> that would be the first memory that I know, like chronologically. But the first thought that came to my mind when you said that was when my friend told me about Napster. Mm. And I was like, you can download songs yeah. by themselves. What does that mean? Do <laughs> CDs come out of your computer? <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. And then my whole world changed. Right. And so did everyone else's really terrible versions of of songs i remember like i found uh, a couple years ago i found a burn cd that i had made maybe one of the first ones and those cds first off were not made well at all um (laughs) but i remember having a burn cd party the first time my a friend of mine got a a co-worker got like a a cd burner and we just like made a bunch burned a bunch of our cds and like a bunch of them were songs downloaded off of napster and I remember mm-hmm. listening to it, putting in a let's do it a couple of years ago. And the quality is so terrible. Oh, yeah. And you almost hear like the modem behind like the, the little. <laughs> brrr, like, you can almost hear that. It's oh, terrible. So stupid. Do you have a uh, memorable, embarrassing or interesting show story that you can share? We usually end with bad show stories or be it your fault or the venue's fault or a bad sound system or uh, something dumb said on stage or you fell off or the stage <laughs> <laughs> anything come to uh, mind when i say that well okay so i went to huntsville alabama with my band mm-hmm. and we got this place booked for us i had a booking agent for a minute a really really wonderful guy named patrick who plays for the winter sounds oh, okay hey him. patrick Hey, Patrick and Patrick Keenan. And anyway, he booked us this show, though, that at this bar called. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It's probably better that I don't remember what it's called. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll um, keep names out of this. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of one of those hole in the wall, uh, like dive bar dart, kind of situations, dart boards, multiple dart board situation and uh, no stage. And um, the. Yeah, the we show up and I'm thinking we're probably gonna p- play you know one to two hour situ you know setup. Yeah, on a, I was thinking it was like a Saturday night or something, and they said that we were playing for three hours. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't like playing for three hours, Nick Flora. It's a long time. <laughs> it's a really long time. It's a long time. And there was about five people in the bar, and <laughs> um, they were so super nice. But after the show, I'm pretty sure that a guy that looked just like Peebo Bryson was propositioning my husband. <laughs> <laughs> And we didn't know that we were going to be there that late. So we had to get a hotel room. We thought we would be able to drive back. So we all six of us piled into one room at the La Quinta Inn. And it had a perpetual wet stain on the wet mark on the floor. And um, Uh, yeah, it was one of those experiences that you walk through and it changes you forever. It makes you feel like you're doing it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) here we are. I know, right? Totally. This is happening now. Yeah. And we'll be over soon. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah, but that would be an embarrassing or just more one of those unfortunate. But, you know, when sometimes you have five the, people in a bar. Sometimes the job feels like work. Yeah. That's one of those. That's what uh-huh. I say. Like, yeah. you know, like usually the the part of our job that feels like work is like the booking or the driving to the show <laughs> or whatever. Sometimes uh-huh. the, the show feels like work. Yeah. Like I got to really pull through yeah. to make this thing. At least you yeah. didn't walk in and then immediately leave because you were scared right. of the bartender. Yeah, it helps to have <laughs> other people with you. The bartender oh, was absolutely. really nice. Yeah, but it was just a, it was an interesting, I mean, pony, the Peebo Bryson at the end was a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it out alive, so. I've definitely piled into uh, one time South Side of Chicago, it was on tour of the band, six of us, and or maybe five, it doesn't matter. We piled into like a, a hotel room that was super shady, but it was the cheapest one we could find. And it was like all pink shag carpet oh, good. on the walls and the floor. Uh-huh. And then the, the ceiling was all mirrors. Oh, and we just no. realized it was just a, a place that people went to have sex with their mistresses. <laughs> and we all like slept in sleeping bags, like oh, completely zipped up. Yeah. All, like nobody would sleep like, like on suits. the bed. Nobody would go underneath oh. the bed, you know, sheets or anything. It was just one of those moments <laughs> no where No one like, would go underneath the bed. That's good. No, no. Oh, gosh. Like one guy, only one guy went into the bathroom Aww. with shoes on. We're like, we're not yeah. going to. It was just one of those terrifying. Yeah, always wear your shoes in a hotel You never room, realize guys. how. Oh, you, you. You never realize how far away from our, you are from home. Then when you're in those moments, you're like. Yeah. Because all you want is your bed and your Aww. house. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's so, so true. Um, and I just realized that I said the guy was like Peebo Bryson, but it was Aaron Neville. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> was like I don't know if I, what is Peebo Bryson? I don't even like? know. Peebo Bryson just has a great name and I don't even really 100%. Is he a baseball player? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just went with it because I was like, maybe it's something I don't know. No, I can, I can look it up later. Neville was the guy that he looked like mole and everything. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> oh, Peebo Bryson does kind of look like Aaron Neville. Does he? Well, no. This is what Peebo Bryson looks like. Oh, he's very handsome. So. <laughs> Aaron should be absolutely yeah. uh, flattered that, that you yeah. were. Oh, well, then there's that. Oh, <laughs> oh we got some Jerry okay, Girl going it's on. Fine. It's I'll fine. post a picture of Peebo Bryson. Great face. <laughs> if you're listening to this now, stop what you're doing and, pe- and Google Peebo Bryson. <laughs> it will make your day better. <laughs> and then Google Aaron Neville and see how they do not look anything <laughs> like But don't. it's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a delight. Thank you so uh, much for thanks, coming Al. on the show. And, it was fun. <laughs> and uh, good luck with your business, your business me. guru. <laughs> yes. Well, that does it for episode 62. If you'd like to check out Alice's music, she has two EPs available on iTunes as well as Bandcamp. Uh, you can follow her adventures on Twitter and Instagram. She is at Alice New Delta. And uh, as always, for Who Writes This Stuff, I'm Nick Flora. Thank you for listening. Now go do something creative.